Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Jason Stapleton. How are you, Jason? I'm doing good. I love the title of the show. Oh, thank you so much. We're so happy to have you on the show. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much. No problem. So can you just tell us more about yourself? What are you involved with and what's exciting in your life? Yeah. Like what, what do you want me to, what do you want me to start with? Uh, yeah, right now, um, we are, we're working on a, I'm, I'm working on a, uh, my podcast, of course, wealth, power and influence. And we're also working on a big, uh, a big copywriting clinic that I'm going to be holding at the end of this week. Uh, we'll be helping people, helping business owners kind of work on their messaging and, uh, and work on their sales tactics as they go out and try and convert, uh, you know, try and convert leads into sales. But that's, that's primarily what I do. I'm, I'm a marketing and a branding guy. So I help, uh, companies, individuals who are trying to scale their companies, understand how to do that better through better messaging, better marketing, and and, uh, and better sales techniques. That's excellent. So your background is not per se like copywriting, but it's more about the marketing umbrella itself. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I learned to write copy I don't know, as, as an entrepreneur. And so I, I learned kind of a, I, I don't, it's not what I do full time, but it is a major part of my business. I don't, I don't make money copywriting for others. Well, with rare exception, because it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't make, I don't write copy for other people, but I do teach people how to write copy oh. because it's, I think it's in, in our business as entrepreneurs, it's, it's a critical piece of that puzzle. You know, if you can't write, if you can't effectively message what you do and why people should come to you, then you're, you're in a bad way. And so um, I work a lot with people on how to do that. I feel copyright is like everything when it's trying to, especially trying, when you're trying to develop a brand, you know, everything has to be aligned properly, all the messaging. Um, and that's incredible that you actually have a, is it a course or is it mentorship? Like, uh, <laughs> Well, this particular thing is a clinic. So I, I only have a very small number of people who are attending and, and uh, because we're going to actually work one-on-one -on -one with them. So it's going to be a big group of us, you know, virtually meeting. Normally we would do it in like a, like a, a at my home or in a, you know, in, in a, here in Los Angeles somewhere, but with COVID and all that, we're going to do it virtually instead. And it's nice because places like Zoom, like we're doing this recording and stuff that it, it makes it easy to do that. And so we're going to sit down and over two days, we're going to work with them and I'm going to work with them to to build out a sales letter and to come up with the you know strategic uh, a strategic message for their product or service and then after that then we'll go into some additional training for another few weeks on on a lot of different stuff how to create content how to use Facebook and YouTube and Google and that kind of stuff in order to promote your message I've got a, a whole list of like seven or eight weeks worth of content that we'll produce after that but the core of what we're doing now is is just teaching that copywriting and that messaging. So is that clinic on a regular basis or is this like a study that you're conducting? No, this is the first one I've ever done. And it came okay. because I had my, my clients asked me if I would do it. Mm. Uh, I had, I sent a note out and I said, Hey, what would you, what would you like to know more about? What would you like me to do a deeper dive on? And, and the biggest one, the biggest one was I need, I want to learn how to build my personal brand. And the second one was I want to learn how to attract more leads, make more sales and, and, and write better sales copies. So this is a, this is a result of, of the clients telling me what they wanted. And so I don't know if I'll do it again. It's a, it's a pretty labor intensive process. Yeah. I've got a, you know, a 500 page manual of just like all kinds of copy from going back to the late 1800s. It's, there's a ton of information that we're going to have to cover in two days. So, uh, but 
I'm, I, I, if people will, if the people who show up and who go through the training, they're going to get a massive benefit from it. But that, that, that material, that whatever you're covering in that clinic could be reformatted, used in a, in a training course as well. Couldn't it? Oh, sure. Yeah. You can, you can absolutely repurpose it. And, and I've found what I've found coaching and working with people for the last 10 years or so is the best the best combination is some sort of like self-study where you mm-hmm. here's the stuff that I want you to pay attention to right now um, and give somebody some order and structure to the practical application of whatever you're learning and then combine that with some sort of uh, one-on-one or one-to-many coaching so that a guy has a chance to come in and ask questions, get mm-hmm. his stuff looked at and get, get opinions and all of that stuff. So in everything that I do, I try and combine the two, give people a little bit of uh, a little bit of of personal attention while at the same time giving them some, uh, you know, some broader work study from home concepts to work on. And plus the accountability will help a lot with that journey, right? Yeah. With some people it does. I think the most committed people, the people who are going to see the best results, they, a lot of times they don't, they don't ever come asking, but they want to know that they can. Uh, they like to sit. I, I get more people who probably sit and listen and pay attention than people who engage. Uh, but that's true in, in any in any classroom type environment. You're going to have, you know, four or five or six people who are really intense and engaged. And then you got everybody else who are, you know, or who are engaged, but are not, you know, aren't the people who are talking all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's kind of the way I've always handled it and I've always gotten the best results that way. Yeah. It's different personalities too, right? Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. And um, I noticed that something about wealth, power, and influence. Um, is this like, is this another program or is this a, a related to this clinic? No, that's, that's my podcast. So um, I, I, I decided that I wanted to, there's a lot going on culturally in our world and politically and, and all of that stuff. And, and I, I think that, if we are good people, if we are honorable people who are trying to do right by our friends, our neighbors, our customers, that we should want more wealth, more power, and more influence over our own lives. I, I think that that is a no. Uh, that that's part of being free. That's really what we talk about. And a lot of times, th- those three things have a very negative connotation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you must be a bad person if you want more money or you want more power or control. And uh, and I've I've never felt that way. I just said, man, you know, there are lots of bad people out there who are trying to abuse their money. Money, their power and their influence. Wouldn't it be great if we had a lot more people who were doing that, who had good intentions? Mm-hmm. And so I spend the show talking about current events, talking about politics, talking about things that are happening in our world and sharing with people both how others are trying to influence them, how people in positions of power and authority are using their wealth and their status in order to try and limit people's freedoms. And then we talk a little bit about how you can create more opportunity, more freedom, more wealth in your own life. Uh, and uh, we use a very simple process for that. It's, you know, first increase your human capital. So get better skills, mm-hmm. uh, control the source of your income. That means entrepreneurship in one form or fashion. And then finally, as 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 best you can, try and make that income mobile. So you know, online businesses, information businesses, these are businesses that are transferable. Drop shipping businesses, in some cases, podcasts can be very profitable. Uh, these are all areas where one can create a stream of income that can be that can be made from anywhere on earth. And that's the aim of uh, of my show and my mission is because I think that those three things create the most amount of freedom and opportunity for the most amount of people. 
Yeah, it is so important to have, you know, wealth, power, influence for the good because it does have that kind of a feeling when you hear it. But if it's used by good people, you can do so much good in this world. Yeah, and there is there are a lot of good people who are yes. doing good work. I, exactly. I don't want to I don't want to say that everybody in power is a bad person, um, but I think that it's I think that if you at home are looking around at your life and saying, you know what, man, I just I really feel helpless. I really feel like I'm at the at the at the mercy of someone or something. Mm -hmm. Well, man, we got the power to change that now. A hundred years ago, 50 years ago, maybe not. But today it's cheaper and easier than it ever has been for you to really, you know, manifest the kind of life that you want to have. Mm -hmm. And how long, uh, how old is the show that you have, the podcast? I started in 2014. Oh, very good. So we've been doing it a while. And uh, how many countries? Oh, I have no idea. No, we, oh, okay. I mean, we, we probably have 20,000 listeners an episode or Beautiful. something like that. It's, it's, that's it's, uh, I mean, it's a reasonably decent sized show, but, uh, mm. it's, that's, that's kind of how I, I stopped, I stopped measuring it after a while. Cause it just doesn't make, <laughs> it's like, I don't really care. Like I'm, yeah. I'm looking for a specific type of person and I'd rather have 5,000 of those people than a hundred thousand yeah. of the other kind. Right. So quality. Um, yeah, the number, the actual number of people is is largely irrelevant to me now. It's just how well am I effectively messaging what I what I want to get across to the audience. No, very good. And I also noticed a book that you wrote, the Nomadic Wealth Formula. Mm-hmm. So- yeah, so that's the uh, that's the after COVID hit. Um, I've been talking on my show for a long time when things were good, and just talking to my audience, and not not trying to be a pessimist, but just saying. Listen, I know times are good right now. This is the time to be preparing because we know that there will be another recession. And if history is any evidence of that, it's going to be worse than the last one because every recession since basically the crash of 1987 has been worse than the one before. And so uh, it, it stands to reason that the next one will be worse. And so I'd been talking with my audience about that. And then after September, I'm sorry, not September 11th, after COVID hit, we had 40 million people who were instantly unemployed. And they're waking up on a, you know, they went to bed on the, on the March 15th, March 16th, woke up on March 17th. And all of a sudden they're out of work world. Mm-hmm. and they, they don't have a completely different world and they have no way to provide for their family. They're, they realized very quickly that their job was not, it was not secure, not that secure. their income wasn't guaranteed. And they're going to, what do I do now? As a fear factor was an insane back then. And so I sat down uh, in, I think, uh, April and started writing. And I ended up writing the book in about a month. And it's not a, it's not a long book. It's about 100 pages. I didn't see any need to put any fluff in there. But mm-hmm. basically, in, in that book, I talk about what creates, why wealth is important, um, how to create wealth that is movable, is transferable, and then what type of businesses and what type of uh, mindset you need to have if you want to protect yourself. Because um, a lot of people believe that they're doing the safe thing, they're doing the conservative thing by working for somebody else and not taking on the risk of trying to go out and do it on their own. But I, if if you know, if this year has been any evidence to anybody is that that is not the case. You're, you're putting yourself at, at an immeasurable amount of risk uh, when you work for someone else versus working for yourself. You are far better off, uh, you know, working towards that than you are continuing to keep your head in the sand and hope that, oh, the next recession, they don't come for your job. And you mentioned mindset. So my question is, how do you compare mindset with skills? So if you had, uh, do you find mindset is more important than skills or the other way? 
for entrepreneurs who are starting, mindset is the most important thing. Mindset is what's going to kill them because it's it's it takes it's hard. It's harder than you think. It takes longer than you think. Mm-hmm. It's still easier than it's ever been, but it's it's mm-hmm. still not something where you're going to have overnight success. And you got a guy who is working his tail off and he's doing his regular nine to five job, and then he's coming home at the end of an eight or a ten hour day, yeah. and he's trying to throw a couple of hours in on his side hustle so that he can make that work, or he's working the Saturday to try and make that happen. And, you know, he might have to do that for six months or a year or two years before that business really starts to generate enough traction where he can start thinking about moving away from his other job or his primary job. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a good mindset, you're going to, it's crushing. It's very hard. And so I work a lot with new entrepreneurs on that. Now, as you start to get further on down the line and start to make a little bit of money, uh, now it's really more about organization and how do, how do you find the right who in it for your organization? So it stops becoming about you anymore. And it's more about who, who do I hire? Who do I bring in here who can help me accomplish this mission? And, uh, and, and so those are, those are growing pains and struggles that happen as you, as you start to make a, a lot of money doing what you do. So um, in the beginning, mindset's the most important thing. After mm-hmm. that, it's a, it's a shift to, okay, who are the right people I need on this bus to get me where I want to go? Very good points. Very good points. And I wanted to ask you about your morning routine. Being successful in business, I find a lot of people like to know, how do you start your day? Yeah, that's a good question. I have a very specific morning routine that I've, I've uh, uh, nurtured over the last few years. And um, it starts out with, I start out, my, I go downstairs, I make a, cu- a cup of coffee and I go on a walk. And I, I didn't used to do the walk, but I do the walk now and I, I really enjoy it because it helps. I listen to a book or I listen to a podcast. Yeah. So I'm not very often music, but I always have something in my ears and something about the walk and the exercise gets the blood going. And I start to, I start thinking about all the things that I want to get done and where my mission is and, and all of those things, what I want my life to be like. And it's a very, very um, meditative thing for me. And I walk for about an hour or so. And then I come back and I sit down and I do what's called future casting, which means I sit down with my little notebook and I write down my goals uh, as though I already have achieved them. Yeah. Um, and so I, t- I write down, this is what, I, this is who I am. This is what I have. This is what, you know, this is what I've done. And I do it as though it's already been done. Now, none of that stuff on that list I've actually accomplished, but I write it as though it has. So my subconscious starts working on it. Yes. And then immediately after that, that takes five minutes or so. Immediately after that, I write down the three things that I want to do today um, that will move me closer towards those goals. And there's, I, I, sometimes there's less than three, but not often. It's normally just three. These are the three things I want to do. And then that starts my day. So I did that this morning. And then the first thing on my calendar is, uh, is your podcast. So now we're here with you. And after we're done with this, then I'm going to go tackle the other two things on my list that I need to get done. That's excellent. Excellent. Thank you for sharing. Um, You mentioned subconscious mind. So for the law of attraction, what kind of advice can you give listeners about law of attraction and working as an entrepreneur? Mm, Okay. Well, so I I kind of view this a little bit differently. So I I did a TV show for the History Channel uh, and I work with a guy named Travis Taylor. And Travis is is just a brilliant scientific mind. He's got two PhDs and two master's degrees. He he works for some secret government organization, really like a secret military organization that puts satellites into space and stuff. He's he's written 21 sci-fi novels. Novels. The man's amazing. He's like 50 years old. He's just a, just an amazing human being. So he knows and, the laws. 
laws yeah, of the yeah. universe. <laughs> well, and he wrote a book called the, the Secret Behind the Secret, something like that, where he actually looked at the secret from the stamp from a from a uh, a purely scientific standpoint. And he says, This makes a lot of sense because your brain acts as kind of like a I don't know what he called it, a nanocomputer or something. And and uh, he said this I, I can explain this the the principle of law of attraction scientifically, and I think it's a real thing. For me, the law of attraction has just been what I tend to put out in the world, I, I tend to get back. So I tend to be a relatively ha- upbeat person, a optimistic person, motivated person. I, I tend to be, a, I try to be an honorable and ethical person. And so lo and behold, most of the people that I find in my life are like that. And I tend to repel anyone and cut out anybody who is not that way. I happen to believe that what we focus on, um, our brain tends to kind of like find a way. So if we decide what we want and we have very clear direction or we have very clear uh, destination in mind of what we want to accomplish, our brain begins to work at finding opportunities that are going to help move us there. I am not of the opinion that one can lay around on the couch like they talk about in the secret movie and dream about <laughs> checks coming in the mail and checks come in the mail. That is a that is a yeah. fool's errand. Yeah, they have uh, to talk about the action behind it, right? Yeah, it, it is it is the action. And a lot of times it's just being willing to recognize the opportunity and pursue it. You know, I I I always find the 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 harder I work, um, the more clear I am on the vision and the goals that I want to achieve, the more opportunity I find. And I don't think that that is, I don't think the opportunity wasn't there before I started thinking about it. I just think I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's, that's the way I look at this is I, I try and reflect what I want. Um, I, I, that's what I try and do. It's the awareness, right? Like once you have a clear mind, your awareness increases, you find things, find solutions, you find circumstances and people, beautiful stuff. Um, on that note, if somebody you know, in their job and they're looking to kind of start something, any kind of recommendation you would give them that they could do as a side hustle that you find the best? I know there's different situations, different circumstances, but is there that one side hustle that you would recommend someone that they should look into? I mean, if I'm talking just purely generically, yeah. um, I think the, the the best businesses that one can start in terms of part-time businesses are information businesses. Almost, almost everybody who's been on the earth for any length of time has some sort of knowledge or information that other people would find valuable. And I don't just mean in business. I mean, I, if you're a model train guy, there are there are massive numbers of people mm-hmm. out there who love model trains. There's model train magazines. There, you know, <laughs> People go to conventions for this stuff. They spend untold amounts of money on it. Um, if that's what you're into, there's a way to make money with that with an information business. And so um, that's the way I kind of point the direction I point people into, but that's not the only way to go. I just find the reason that I like those businesses, number one, I've been in them for about 15 years now. And so I understand them intimately. But more importantly, is that you can do them part-time. They require little all, little to no startup capital. You don't need any employees. Um, the profit margins are tend to be higher when done correctly because it's it's your own labor that you can and your own knowledge that you're repurposing. And so that that makes the the overhead costs come down. And all of that combined gives you like really it's a no-brainer if you want to start a business and you're you just don't know where to go because you could it costs you almost nothing than your labor 
And when you're broke or you're frustrated at the job you got now, that's a big incentive because pouring money into finding a brick and mortar business and buying the inventory yeah. and going to that, that there's a there's a ton involved with that. Lots of risk. Information businesses are much lower risk. Now the flip side, the, the downside to that is anytime you lower the bar to entry, you get a lot more noise and clutter. Mm, that's true. And so it's there everybody in their dog looks at information businesses and says, ooh, this is a way for me to make a quick buck. And that's why I say mindset is so important yes. because you're going to enter at that ground floor. Nobody knows your name. You're you're competing against thousands of other people that nobody knows their name. And and it's, it's hard to rise above that noise. And that's, again, that's kind of where I step in and help people is we start talking, okay, how do we differentiate? How do we message? How do we brand and market you so that your message resonates and you begin to build trust and authority um, uh, uh, in advance of all of these other people? Excellent. And then obviously in our, in our show, in show notes, uh, you will have all that information. So they're able to connect with you. That'd be um, great. Thanks. Yeah. So if they ever, you know, wanted to check this clinic out or anything else that you're doing, um, we always like to ask our guests what they feel their inner superpower is to get them to this point in their life. I feel like if I have one, um, my greatest superpower is the ability to make very complex things simple to understand. Uh, I, I, when I started my podcast, we were talking about politics and, 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 and uh, a lot of economic discussions. And so I'm talking about what causes inflation and, and what happens when central banks, uh, you know, buy bonds or sell bonds and interest rate disparities and very, like very, what you would think to be very dry, difficult information. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always been able to find a way to, to teach that in a way that even somebody with no, no previous background in economics could at least understand the principles. Um, same thing's true in business when we talk about influence, persuasion, marketing, copywriting, these types of things that are essential for you no matter what business you run. Uh, they can be very confusing. Um, and the copywriting specifically because the copywriting industry has really made it very difficult. And so what I do is I come in and I say, listen, this is really not that difficult. It's, it, it's not complex. We just, we need to understand the pieces and then we need to put the pieces in where they should go. Um, and once we understand that, it doesn't really matter whether we're writing a 20-page sales letter or we're writing a script for a YouTube video um, or an email that we're going to send out to our list. The, the principles are all the same. And so when you can simplify things and make what was, what was confusing clear, now all of a sudden, the, 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 the depth and the reach that you can make, the impact that you can have on your industry, on, on your clients, it, it goes up a hundredfold. And so that for me, I've noticed has been a, a recurring theme that people have said is like, I just, you've, I didn't understand it before, but now you make it seem so simple and so easy. And, uh, and so that's, uh, yeah, I'm proud of that. That's, you know what, that's a skill that can, that does wonders for your copyright business. Cause if you look at it, that to have that superpower that is directly linked to what you do, that's incredible, right? Oh, it'll yeah. help you produce better material, better, better um, work. Well, it helps me help more people. So, yeah. you know, my, my business is teaching and educating. Um, and so my, you know, I, it's, it's the right business for me because I tend to be good at that kind of stuff. So. 
Well, you know what? It's been great having you on the show. Is there any last minute recommendations you could give to um, our audience? Any kind of last minute thought? Yeah. I mean, if you want a, a free copy of my book, you can go to nomadicwealthoffer.com. I'll give you a free digital download of the book there. I, w- I just, uh, I, like I said, I'm not trying to make any money off the book. I just want the information in people's hands. I I think it can be wildly helpful in in helping people dispel some of the fears that they have. If you want, it's too late for the copy clinic. We, we've, we're sold out on that, yeah. so you can't even get in. But um, if you want to go to uh, learn more about the information business, you can go to uh, controlthesource.com. That's a great space for, I'll, I'll, I've got a training and a uh, pretty cheap uh, training for you guys there. And, uh, and then, of course, jasonstapleton.com uh, and Wealth, Power, and Influence for the podcast. Great. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been absolutely amazing having you on the show. And I really thank you. I wanted to thank you to come on the show and and appreciate your time. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. 